Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to Legally Sound Smart Business. This is Nasser Pasha. And this is Matt Stahl. And welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news with our legal twists and also answer some of your business legal questions that you, the listener, submits to ask at Legally Sound Smart Business. Dot com. I wanted to slow it down there for the <laughs> listeners writing it down. It sounds too canned at this point. I feel like it sound like a robot. I mean, your voice isn't robotic, but it sounds like a recording almost. I do. I just play a recording at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even record it live. Yeah, those five seconds that you spend is really it's really taxing. You want to save your voice for the the actual substance yes. of the episodes. Exactly. So you understand me. Yeah. <laughs> So speaking of the substance of the episodes, I do want to get into this story for today because I think we might have some differing views. I don't know why I think this, but reading through it, I just <laughs> thought we did for some reason. And we're talking about workplace loans. So this primarily deals with employees that are living paycheck to paycheck. And what it is, is more or less what they can be labeled as a short-term high-fee loan. So you know, an employee needs some money and the employer is lending them this money. The only problem being for the employee is these extremely high interest rates and the the fees that are being involved. And I think in one study here, they said, you know, the effective annual percentage rate attached to the loan is 100% to 165%. So in my opinion, this this is just digging them into a bigger hole than... I mean, I understand that they need the... Well, it's not an advance. They need the loan. But at the same time, I feel like you almost get situations where employees are taking these loans out to pay their previous loans, or maybe they went through some third party in the past and they're they're paying for that. Yeah. And I think we talked about it, how most people seem to live paycheck to paycheck, whether they're low wage workers or not. But let's compare this to wage advances. And I think we answered a question regarding that a while back, where I think this is a little bit different because in a wage advance, the employer is basically giving the loan themselves. And there's always rules regarding that. Like, for example, in New York, you have to have it in writing, especially if you're going to be withdrawing any money from their weekly paycheck or biweekly paycheck. And then in California, there's restrictions. Like in the, if, if it's a last paycheck, then you can't withdraw any money from that. And you can't terminate an employee. And I think this is both in New York and California as well. You can't terminate an employee because they don't pay back the loan, for example, if it's not deducted from their paycheck. So those are some issues with that. But this is different because we have third-party payday lenders that are working with employers. And now I hear you, of course, these payday concepts, they have high interest rate. And frankly, what other loan are you aware that automatically all of a sudden they can garnish your wages? For example, if you default on another loan, then they have to get a judgment and then take that judgment into your workplace and actually attach it. That requires some kind of effort. This is a little bit different. And all of a sudden, your paycheck could be uh, garnished from the get-go. Yeah, to me, that's a problem. I just don't know what the solution really is for, for these people that need that. I guess the problem I have is with the employer, they're the ones paying the employees, obviously. And then if they're going to act as a lender, it's two different hats they're wearing. So I, yeah. I mean, it's two very separate things. And I would think it'd be easy to kind of group those two things together. In my opinion, you need to keep those two different things separate if they need a loan. And you said we might disagree on this subject. And here's the other argument, right? Is these lending trees and whatever the other businesses out there that do these payday loans, 
people have been complaining how bad those are, but really these kind of products are supposed to be an alternative to that in the sense, okay, you're complaining about the interest rate. Believe it or not, they're actually less than the market in some of these things. And then also they couple that with kind of teaching financial responsibility, et cetera. And that's the argument. But I think you and I both agree that there's something wrong with, especially what was it, Sonic that's doing this, right? Yeah, that was the example. So when you have low-wage workers that are going through that, and there's just something inherently wrong with when you have loans to your workers that obviously that you're paying them, they can't afford a living wage where they need to take a loan. And yeah, same things happen once in a while. And But if people rely upon this on a reoccurring basis, there's just something that doesn't feel right about it. Yeah, no. And now I'm upset that I said that at the beginning because we don't disagree with this. <laughs> this. I don't know why I thought that no, would be the okay. case, but... uh the employee that's in this position, I'm not really sure what they can do, though. Yeah, what's their alternative? If they have to do it, then I, I guess they do. Because these, like you're saying, the payday loans, and one of the things here, they've been banned in Arizona for a few years, so mm-hmm. that's not even an option. But I guess that's the other option, or just get a loan from a family member or a friend. But Yeah. And from an employer perspective, whenever our clients ask us about a wage advance or even doing a loan like that, I just never think it's a good idea. One is I think if you do that, you should be very weary because you can get wrapped up into a discrimination lawsuit or another kind of labor law violation. Because you have this side deal with your employee, then it could be construed in different ways. And then what if they don't pay and then now the relationship's all bad? It's just kind of a trouble waiting to happen. And besides the actual compliance of it all, and then adding on top of that, this aspect of dealing with these other third parties with the loan. I suppose if they're fair loans, then maybe, but I just don't know if that's the case. It kind of reminds me of these companies that bring in health experts to make them exercise more and so forth. And that makes sense, right? When you have a thousand or thousands of employees, a healthier workforce, especially if you're self-insuring, makes sense. But if you only have a few, maybe not. And the same aspect of financial responsibility. If you have thousands of employees, you have a more efficient workforce. But if you only have 30 or 40 and you're giving these loan products that may not be advisable to them, I don't know how that's a benefit to your company. Yeah, I'm just thinking about Sonic. Yeah, Sonic doesn't have an advantage of making them happy because most of those workers are not going to be there on the long term. I feel like there's something wrong with that. I don't know. If it's the employees of the Sonic that was in my hometown, then they're definitely not there because they shut that one down for some reason. (laughs) Probably because all their employees defaulted on the loans that they provided them. I always thought it was a huge liability issue when they have the... For those of you who have never been to Sonic, it's the old-fashioned, you pull up in your car and they come to you and you eat in your car, but all the employees are on roller skates. I feel like that. There's got to be some... <laughs> if you're carrying a whole tray of drinks or food, like there's got to be some bad situations that have happened there, but now we're getting off track. Yeah, no, well, I, I'll tell you, that's a difficult job, I, being on skates and serving food in, in the food industry. Definitely. Let's get into the question of the day. I know I need to pay some of my employees more to prevent them from leaving, but I won't have the revenue for another six months. What else can I do to keep them in the meantime? And it's from a coffee shop in Santa Barbara. (laughs) Oh, poor coffee shop owner. Because how are you going to keep an employee without paying them? Let alone do it legally. How are you going to do it in a way that your employees are going to be willing to do so? I mean, this isn't a startup company where it's like, oh, okay, we'll look over the fact that you're not paying me minimum wage against labor law violation in the hopes of being something bigger. But a coffee shop? Yeah. I don't know. I guess the answer is just give them unlimited free coffee (laughs) in the meantime. 
That's true. If you pay them in coffee with a equivalent amount of minimum wage, then I suppose, right? I mean, you can get away with that from a labor law perspective, I suppose. If you work at any place that has food or drink, or I guess, you know, clothing spots, things like that too, those are, there's always the perks that you have with restaurants. But I mean, in this situation, it is tough because it, like you were saying, it's not like these people are in on a, the ground level of some startup and they're hoping it's going to succeed and they're willing to stick around. So we're talking about employee retention for when you have people that you know should be getting paid more and maybe can go find another job where they get paid more, but you have to give them reason to stick around. So I think another common theme of this podcast are, are culture. So if it's an enjoyable place to work, even if you're not paying them as much as they might be able to get somewhere else, they're going to be more inclined to stick around. I mean, I know I personally have stuck around with a job where I was getting paid nothing or very little. I knew I could get paid something more, but I just, I like the job and I like the people. And I guess that's maybe one way to kind of do this, but coffee shops sometimes can have bad hours if you have to wake up and work from like 5 a.m. to 2 p.m. or something. And even then, right, you still have the risk that your employees are going to turn you in because, and people do this all the time, right? And just to hit the point home is that I don't care if you're a startup company or a coffee shop, your employees have to be paid minimum wage. And whether you're doing that through cash or through other means, by issuing them a stock in a company and your startup that's not worth anything is not minimum wage. Just to kind of make that very clear, it's a very common, common mistake that can really haunt you later, maybe down the line. Maybe Right now, maybe your co-founders and your other employees are happy, but what if things go awry? It's going to really uh, cause a problem. Yeah, it just might be a grind for them, but you really <laughs> hope they won't spill the beans. Uh, I knew you were getting to something. You were gearing up. You're like, you're about to reel something in and then <laughs> came right through. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess that pun wasn't your cup of tea. <laughs> oh, man. I could, I could tell. Oh, gosh. You're pretty good at these. You should uh, go on a different show and, and do that. <laughs> and maybe not this show. <laughs> Legally sound smart puns. We'll st- we'll do, it'll be a spring off of this, <laughs> of this podcast. Uh, well, I wish you success. So that'll be our last episode yeah. with Matt. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good spot to end it. Okay. Hopefully we answered the question. Yeah, I think so. Just basically... Pay a minimum wage. If you can't, then you have to close business or get a loan to pay them. That's that's the bottom line. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Maybe they can do a reverse of what Sonic's doing, and the employees can loan the employer money. Absolutely. And that's a good idea. Do that. Don't do that, though. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good week, everyone. Yeah, keep it sound and keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast, The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.